So now that we've got everything moving, uh, this morning, uh, a couple of things before I start with the message. Uh, we have a new series that we're going to be starting for our uh, Tuesday night Bible study. It's called The Truth Project. Uh, it's a video series, about 13 sessions in length. And it's really a very good foundation for um, new Christians as well as uh, a, a good refresher for um, seasoned Christians. And so I recommend, if you haven't been coming to Bible study, um, when we do announce the start of this, and, and as uh, Melody said early on, um, we're going to be going kind of week by week until we figure out uh, uh, when everybody is done with their um, quarantine and whatnot. But when we do start it and we announce it, um, it would be good for you to come and also bring someone with you who may need uh, to know Jesus. Um, it's a little bit academic in that you're going to get a lot of knowledge, um, but it's also practical in application, so you're going to get some things that you can use in your everyday life that will help you in your faith walk. So uh, when we announce it, please be ready, and uh, we'll give you plenty of time to invite someone else. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention before we get started is, uh, wow, this is the last Sunday in January. Uh, Ash Wednesday is February 17th. That's a Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. And so we're having uh, an Ash Wednesday service here at 5 p.m. Uh, if you want to come get your ashes, and uh, it's a, it'll be a short service because we have a 7 o'clock uh, Ash Wednesday service at our sister church in Splendora. Um, and you're welcome to come to either one. You can come to the 5 o'clock here, or you can go down there if you don't get off work until 6. Maybe you want to go down to the one in Splendor. It's just 20 minutes uh, south of here, and uh, participate in the 7 o'clock service down there. Either one. Uh, Gene and I will be here. Um, Melody, you going to be back? I'll be back. She'll be back, so Melody will be here. Um, I encourage you to come and partake in the Ash Wednesday service. So I think that's all the, uh, the stuff that I had to announce. I want to talk to you this morning about uh, our gospel lesson, which comes to us from the gospel according to Mark. I'm in the first chapter, and I'll be starting at verse 21. If you have your Bibles, uh, go ahead and open them up to the gospel of Mark. And so this is what Mark writes. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying with a loud voice came out of him. 
And they were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. See, in, in this day, Capernaum was, was a significant settlement. It was by the lake of, of the Sea of Galilee. It was important enough to have a detachment of Roman troops that helped to keep order in the region. And there was a custom center and a, a resident Roman official who resided there. And the population at that time in Capernaum was about 10,000, which is a significant settlement back in those times. And so the synagogue in which Jesus was teaching in this particular scriptural account was probably well attended and could hold a significant number of people. And it's important to understand that the right to stand up and teach in the synagogue was controlled by the leaders of the synagogue. So not just anyone could have walked in on a Sabbath and stood up to preach. Jesus would have to have been invited or allowed by the leaders to teach there. So if this is in fact an account of Jesus's first public appearance teaching in the synagogue, then he was obviously someone already who had gained the attention and respect of the Jewish leaders as he preached and taught and did works in the region. And so Jesus is invited to preach at this particular day in the synagogue. And Mark tells us that when the Sabbath arrived, Jesus lost no time in getting to the meeting place. In other words, he was excited. He was enthusiastic to preach to the folks there in the synagogue. Now, it says he spent the day there teaching. And as he taught, they were surprised at his teaching. It was, it was forthright. It was confident. He wasn't quoting uh, religious scholars. He wasn't arguing about scriptures back and forth with the scribes and the religious leaders. He was speaking as one who had authority. And it says, suddenly while they were in the meeting place there in the synagogue, he was interrupted by a man uh, who was deeply disturbed, some versions of the scripture tell us. And he was yelling out, what business do you have here with us, Jesus? Have you come to destroy us? We know what you're up to, Jesus. You're the Holy One of God, and you have come to cast us out. And Jesus was quick to respond in the midst of a sermon. It would be like, it would be like Ronnie standing up and screaming out, you're here to destroy us, Pastor and I would say, be quiet, Ronnie. <laughs> and I would, I would tell the spirits that inhabited Ronnie, get out of him. Be quiet. And the spirit would immediately obey if I were Jesus, which I'm not, trust me. And so everyone there would have witnessed this, and they would have been 
mumbling and grumbling among themselves. What's going on here? This is something different. This is something new. This, this man, Jesus, shuts up de demonic spirits. He sends them away. He casts them out. And so after that particular time in the synagogue, news of Jesus' authority traveled throughout the region. See, Mark doesn't tell us exactly what it was that Jesus was preaching about. I, I'm, sure it was, I'm sure it was captivating. But the thing that he talks about was Jesus' authority to cast out demons. This was the focus. This was God's purpose in that particular message. God always has a purpose in the messages that come from the pulpit. Trust me, I, I can't do this without the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't have the intellect, the knowledge, the wisdom to preach to you good people without the influence of the Holy Spirit in the preparation and the delivery of the message. And so, we don't know exactly what he was preaching about, but the implication here is that whatever it was, he was speaking with authority, and he was speaking ideas and concepts that were different from what had been taught before. Whatever he was saying caught the attention of the people, filled them with awe and excitement, and apparently filled the demons inside this one particular man with fear and trembling. They recognized who Jesus was and what his mission was, and they were afraid. Jesus made it clear that not only was his preaching and teaching delivered with authority, but that this authority was real and that he had power over not just the physical realm, but the spiritual realm, commanding the demons to release the man from bondage and to come out of him and leave him be. And so Jesus, in this one message, brings to the city of Capernaum, the synagogue there, indeed the whole world as it began to spread out from that synagogue that Jesus was preaching with this new authority. Jesus was bringing a new thing. Well, what was that new thing? The authority and power to accomplish the mission, the purpose that God had for him. He had power over the physical and the metaphysical, the material and the spiritual, the temporal and the eternal. He had power over all of it. And it was a, a new thing that Jesus brought. And we see in this passage, he had a connection between authoritative teaching and authority over demons. Why is that important? to us here and now in, in the 21st century. Well, here's the concept that we should all grasp this morning. Authoritative teaching, that which is founded in the Word of God, in Jesus Christ Himself, the Holy One of God, that teaching has power over demons, all demons everywhere, including those that have embedded themselves in the lives of people, even in the here and now, today. Well, what people, Pastor? And, and 
while we're at it, what demons? Well, all people who are living and struggling in this fallen and broken world in which we find ourselves, those people who are struggling with demons. Are there anyone among us, I wonder, who are struggling with demons? Do, do we have a demon of addiction influencing someone today? Do we have a demon of sadness influencing someone today? A demon of loneliness, a demon of brokenness, a demon of poverty, a demon of illness, a demon of covetousness, a demon of laziness, of gluttony. You get the idea. Whatever your struggle, whatever your vice, whatever unholy, ungodly thing that you might be involved in that you wouldn't want to tell your wife or your mother or your husband about, whatever demonic influence is in your life, or worse, even the lives of your children or grandchildren, whatever those influences, and in the worst cases, whatever those possessions all of that can be overcome by engaging in the authoritative teaching that comes from God's holy word. And that's why regular church attendance is important. That's why communion and prayer are important. That's why Bible study is important because authoritative teaching has power. Transformative, restorative, redeeming, healing power that exercises the demons from your experience and puts you in a position of power and authority over those attacks because the name and authority of Jesus Christ gives you the authority to you. Let me say that again. The name and authority of Jesus Christ gives that authority to you. Period. End of story. If you are struggling with a demon, if someone you love is struggling with a demon, the Word of God will give you the authority over that struggle. And you will, because of what Jesus did on the cross and because you said yes to Jesus, because you have the Holy Spirit that lives in you now, you have authority over the demons. And so, I don't stand up here and pitch Tuesday night Bible study because it makes the church numbers look good. I don't encourage you to come because it gives me something to do on Tuesdays. I... I encourage you to come because the authoritating teaching of the Word of God exercises the demons that are looking for a way to get between you and your eternal salvation. Getting between you and your relationship with the one true God. Or at the very least, unleash hell for you while they are still able. Let me give you some scriptures to take with you. You might want to just note these uh, references down and you can look them up should you feel the need to take 
into yourself some authoritative teaching that can help you in your struggles. James chapter 4, 7 and 8 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Here's another one that I like. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. And one more. Jesus said, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. See, in, in John 17, verses 15 and 16, Jesus prays to God the Father for you. Incidentally, this is not the only time Jesus prays for you. Jesus even now sits on the right hand of God as your intercessor to come to the throne of God on your behalf continuously. I do not ask, Father God, Jesus says, that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Because they are not of the world, Jesus says, just as I am not of the world. Jesus says you're not of the world because you belong to Jesus who is not of this world. So you've been given authority through the name and the word of Jesus over the spiritual forces of evil that seek to destroy you. In whatever form they take, whatever name they call themselves, you have authority over all of those things through the name of Jesus. And so I encourage you this morning, use that power that you've been given. Use that authority that Jesus gives to you. Use that gift and be victorious. Be victorious over the struggles and the demons that like to infiltrate this world. Whether they call themselves COVID, whether they call themselves alcoholism, whether they call themselves an addiction, whatever name they have called themselves, they are nothing compared to the name of Jesus, the name to whom every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our next hymn.